This is Soso Juve, one-third host of the My Five Cents podcast. In this episode, we are going to explore whether or not you can be successful by being nice or kind in one of the hardest industries. We speak to a reality show winning artist who tells us his craziest Beyonce story. In addition, they pick who has formed the best fantasy R&B supergroup. Listen in to join in on the conversation. Who's right? Who's wrong? You decide in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, need boundaries. We ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast. I'm geeked about this one. I'm excited about this one. Geek. But let me just say, fellas, how are y'all doing? Let me just check in y'all with y'all first. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good. man. Can't Feeling complain. good. Feeling good. 2023 is a good start so far. Definitely. We finished year one together, and it seems like we're moving on to just bigger and better things. So let me go ahead. Things. And... Big things. Yes. Let me go ahead and introduce our guest for today. He is a singer best known as the winner of the reality series Making the Band 4. And truly, he was the winner. He wasn't tied in, in a group like the other ones. He got a solo deal with Bad Boy Records. He dropped an album entitled Just a Rolling Stone. He's the CEO of Lost Sound Studio, based out of New York. He's helped develop artists like Madison Beard. He's also collaborating with the vendor doing a pop-up speakeasy within the Lost Sound Studio, which is about recording content. Please welcome to the My Five Sense Podcast, Donnie Klang. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. But that, welcome, but that, Donnie. Donnie, what's up? What's up? Not much. Donnie, let me start you off with this. What would you consider to be your superpower, and how has it assisted you in your journey? Oh, God. I mean, You're I, hitting I with the hard like, one out the gate. Yeah, right <laughs> off the bat. We want it right off the bat. I feel like it's probably being too nice to a fault, but it's also gotten me as far as I've gotten. It's like, it's good and bad. It's I've gotten ran over in business situations, deals, especially in the music business. This is obviously one of the most cutthroat businesses, but I've always just tried to stay true to myself and genuine. And that probably ends up being my superpower at the end of the day, because that's what makes people keep coming back to either work with me or reach out to me to do endorsements or brand stuff and i think it's i think it's why i'm still even in business with the recording studio after 12 years when we were coming out of a depression and people were closing down recording studios so i i think that's the superpower good and bad <laughs> yeah so would you say to someone coming into this industry like you just can't be nice you can't have a heart I guess it depends on how Tough far question. you want to get and then how, how bad you want to sleep at night. Because it's <laughs> definitely a, it's a crazy business. And you have if you have too much of a moral compass inside you or you're just, if you're genuinely a good person, obviously, if you're doing wrong by people, it's going to affect you. Yeah. So see that. that's a tough piece of advice to give somebody. But <laughs> it is, it's, it is it's partially real world. This, this business. That is, that yeah, is a, it's reality. That's a deeper level of even like that question because just to get into this business you have to give up a sense of reality and a little bit of like normalcy you have to guess that to pursue a dream in this business and a, a lot of people might look at that like oh well this is my dream this is what i want to do but they're not seeing past the point of what does that mean like signing a record label mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you get signed to a deal and it's like holy crap, I'm still doing exactly what I was doing. I'm even funding some of my own stuff. And it's, but then maybe you make it a little bit past that and you hit that like C list, B list. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, you're making a little money, but do you have the proper like business management situation in place? And then it's like, maybe you hit that B list, A list and there's that disassociation from reality and you're going to miss mm -hmm. holidays and you're going to miss. Yeah. 
babies being born in your family and you're going to miss barbecues. Like we said, we want this to feel like a barbecue. You're going to miss yeah. those barbecues. Yeah. 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 And depending on how young it happens, you might miss regular life situations, school, graduations, college. Michael Jackson. Yeah. And True. True. That's how these people lose their minds. So it's like you kind of do have to sell your soul to the devil a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Real talk right there. Great. Real talk. It's deep. Deep. So, Donnie, let me ask you this. Being in the industry for as long as you've been in, knowing what you know now, what are some of the things you would do a little bit differently? We did talk about maybe not being so nice, whatever the case may be, but maybe you went left and you should have went right. Maybe you should have got a lawyer before signing this contract, or maybe you should have signed with this producer. What are some of the things that you wish you could have tweaked over your career? Yeah, obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So you look yeah. back and you realize what you could have did. And then it's also another, that's another heavy question because we're talking about when we went on making the band, this is 2007, 2008. And this is when the industry and the world was changing. It's like, okay, we had MySpaces and we had a million followers on MySpace. But then when MySpace goes away, what happens and yeah. the show still wasn't that relevant now and then you had twitter and facebook coming out and then instagram and it's like okay i had like ten thousand followers on instagram but i had a million fans yeah. on myspace so yeah. it's almost like MySpace. a rebuild or something like yeah, that yeah you had to you, you had to restart so i mean it's like you never know i think now it's a little bit different because we've seen what stood the test of time obviously facebook meta whatever they want to call themselves it's like <laughs> Between Facebook and Google, it's like they got a stronghold and TikTok, obviously. That's yeah. just like they got strongholds on the whole social media platforms. But if I could go back now, I would definitely say just to have a little more foresight with where all of that went between social media, streaming. Mm -hmm. I remember this is 0708. I'm like, we're signed to a record label. I shouldn't be posting covers on YouTube. We're bigger than that. We're mm -hmm. like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. But really, that's what we should have been doing. Because <laughs> that's the labels, that's, that's the labels were trying to figure out what to do with streaming. And then it was a free-for-all. You guys know, it's like from Napster to LimeWire to yeah. God only knows where you were getting stuff from. And then right. you could stream stuff, you could release stuff on MySpace. It was just like, it was open yeah. territory to just lose money release stuff unfiltered and it was, it was the crazy, wild wild so. west of social media at yeah. that point yeah, yeah, yeah. We, just, stages. we were just yeah. navigating through that whole entire time and then labels trying to salvage budgets and figuring out how are they going to make money it was a real reset in the whole entire music industry yeah. and that was the time during napster and all yeah. these like downloads so they were losing money because people were just posting stuff online yeah. for free yeah exactly yeah. so and they figured it out and Companies like Apple, they just, they found that hole of how to capitalize. But it's like, if I go back then, like we were out in LA all the time. I would have just been like, hold on a second. Let me stop partying because I was a 22 <laughs> year old kid. Right. Mm. And let me just take a ride over to wherever that is, Mesa, whatever that is, one Apple circle, whatever that address <laughs> is. Let yeah. me just take a ride over there and ask these guys a couple questions. Like, well. Yeah, what's coming up next? So to yeah. mentioned it or alluded to it, I have a two-part question. You have American Idol, The Voice, X Factor. Where does making the band rank for you? And what made it so special? Making the band is number one. No question. <laughs> making the band to me, is it was like the best of all those shows. Like, I obviously, I appreciate shows like that. American Idol came out first. So they kind of, and but no, no, they didn't. Star Search, like Star you Search. still have Star the Search. Star OG Search. versions of those shows. So a lot of those shows, like they they kind of had their fingerprint on it, but making the band was more than that. That was like, and it's hard to tell because obviously I'm biased and I lived it. And that almost was like my college experience, basically living in the city in a penthouse and dorming with a bunch of dudes. Like that was basically college for me. I could see that. Yeah. But the whole experience itself was... And even the timing of it, to me, that was like the last of the artist development period where from the 80s and 90s, where you had groups like Boys to Men and groups that came through an artist development camp before mm. they put stuff out. That was the that was what we went through. 
And I think we were kind of the last of that. And we were the beginning of this whole new reality show, social media driven world that we live in. So I think I think making the man kind of takes the cake for all those for the music reality shows. I would also put us up against any other show. Maybe not just myself, obviously, but I know the dudes, <laughs> the dudes that were on this show, if there was any kind of competition, especially vocally, I know yeah. my dudes would hold it down and we would if there was a show that put us up against the best singers from all these other shows, there's no question. Yeah. I mean, you making the what? band was like a gauntlet compared, like yeah. when Puff took over, right? It, it was making a band that yep. was on ABC before, and then Puff yeah. took over at a certain point. Yeah. And then it turned into more like a, it was like a real, real, real world road rules challenge, right? Because it yeah. wasn't just, oh, hey, sit with your coach, hey, sing a song, practice yep. this. It was like, make, I'm going to make you do this. I'm going to make you do this. You got to earn your stripes, like yeah. the hard way. So it wasn't it was like, like it was more camp. roughneck. Yeah. It was, it was very like more intense, more hardcore than what you see in the other shows. Yeah, it was it was a little more real, and it's probably even something that kids nowadays need to experience because this the world has gotten a little bit softer. I can't even imagine they probably the show would have probably got canceled now <laughs> with some of the challenges we had to do. Off episode one, it would have been canceled. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we it. can't show this. We can't show this. Pull it, pull it off the air. <laughs> That's it. Love Sound Studio. Go there for your boot camp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The second part to that question is, can you elaborate? Because there was that time where you went on these shows, you kind of part of this reality show, you would get a deal, Fantasia, Jake Hud, whoever it may be. And can you elaborate how the industry has changed in being able to launch your career and propel your career? Yeah, it's like, it's... And I even hear that a lot too. It's like you come off of these shows and it's maybe not making the band specifically, but like The Voice, American Idol, they've had so many people run through their systems. And it's like, they're like, oh, well, the winners never amount to anything besides the handful of people. Yeah, yeah. And you really have to capitalize. You don't realize, but the TV show is a possibly even a billion dollar business within itself. That's just, they're getting paid almost Super Bowl numbers for their ads that air, they don't really care about the individual. That's true. They they care about maybe the little story that they air about how the, the, the singer lost a parent or they're homeless or whatever their yeah. sob story is. It's like they make that. It's a great moment. They put it on YouTube. They even capitalize on social media. They get people to cry or laugh or whatever and emote with that situation. But it's really more about the show than it is about the artist. So my advice is like, especially nowadays, is you have to just stay true to yourself. It's, I see so many people just either trying to copy what already went viral or just mimic the formula. There is no formula, especially with TikTok. I mean, you don't know why certain things go viral and certain things don't. I've seen amazing stuff, especially stuff I've shot or been a part of at the studio where it's like a crazy singer or a crazy riff. And it's like, that should have went viral. But then we did a stupid thing in the lobby where we showed a light turn on and off and that goes viral. It's like, but I, all I do know is the consistency of staying on top of just like doing all the trends, doing some covers, doing originals, staying true to what you believe in, what your brand is and continuously putting out stuff that you believe in, not stuff that you were trying to twist into making into something that, seems like that would be what goes viral yeah you just stick to that and eventually you might get that one thing that goes viral and then if that goes viral that's better for you because it's it makes more sense with what you and you believe in and your brand your brand yeah, yeah true, your brand. true 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 so actually you, you bring up a good point and i had a bunch of questions i wanted to ask and this was one i wasn't sure i was going to be able to ask but so when you came out right when you got pat you know you won making the band for one of the artists you were compared to was justin timberlake i know mm -hmm. he's a one of your big influences amongst other artists was that something that was pitched to you and your music style and the album that came out was that what you truly wanted or did you feel like you were strong-armed maybe strong arm is a strong word but influenced to go in that direction and if and i guess the other part with that is if you were to come out now like 
how much different you have full control of who you were and not to say that you didn't back then, but would your music be the same or different or somewhere in between? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. A, so, lot of anxiety, <laughs> a lot of heavy questions. We, we I don't know. We're trying to educate the people. Let me, let me take a sip. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. Cheers. So strong armed is probably a good word. Oh, it, might not okay. even, it might not even be a, enough. a heavy enough word. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I'm recording the album that I did and Diddy comes in. He tells the engineer to go take a five minute break. And then he comes into the vocal booth where he already sent the engineer out. The engineer's out. And now I have Diddy, Harv Pierre, who's the president of Bad Boy, mm-hmm, and these mm-hmm. two big goons come in the room. And they're like, why haven't you picked a manager yet? And I'm like, me and my mom have been meeting with people. It's like, we're trying to make sure we pick the right person. And just to even put the scope on that, we met with Troy Carter, who ended up being Lady Gaga's manager. We okay. met Scooter yeah. Braun, who ended up being Justin, Justin Bieber's, Bieber's manager. Yeah. And this was people we were meeting with before they were those people's managers. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like people that were obviously good at what they did and were passionate about it, but they didn't have that artist yet that they, weren't fully they were ready to run yeah. and gun. And yeah. Yeah. So we were meeting with a bunch of people and it was like, it was, it was scary. It was tricky. It was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I, this is my space. This was, we had no idea we could be doing shows. This wasn't Jersey Shore where they knew they could get paid 10 grand to go show up at a club. We had no yeah. clue. Yeah. yeah. And I had people yeah. reach out to me on MySpace that was like, oh, I'll pay you a thousand bucks. You want to come out to Sacramento? I'm like, hell yeah, a thousand mm. bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. We were showing up to these places. They were rammed out. People were making crazy money off of us and we were naive. We didn't have management. Yeah. So now you get to the point where we passed the finale. I got a deal. And now I had a little bit of extra freedom because my deal was a little bit different because they signed the group and there was a little wiggle room for me to be like, wait a minute, I could pick my own manager. And it was Mm -hmm. like, we had a little bit of time. So now fast forward, here I am in this vocal booth. Diddy sent people out. Playboy, playboy, take the headphones off. And I'm pushed into this (laughs) corner. And he's like, he's like, you got to go with one of these two people. And they were two people that he was recommending that he had in his back pocket. And I'm like a 22-year-old kid. And I'm like, okay, okay. You didn't know any mm. better. Like, Relax. Yeah. Let me get back to these vocals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was it. I ended up going with one of those two managers. And that even that probably even goes back to one of the earlier questions. Like, in hindsight, what's one of the things you would have did different? Like, I love that manager, too. Don't get me wrong. I had mm-hmm. a great relationship with him and... My mom was involved probably too much. And even that, that's probably a little bit of advice for some up and coming artists. It's like, I thought, okay, great. I got somebody that I know I could trust. She doesn't care about, like, she's not going to screw me over. Yeah. And she, she always was involved and probably to a fault where it's like, you have somebody that close to you. They know your personal situation. Mm. And especially the time and when we came up, it's like me and my mom were living from apartment to apartment and she knew and based business decisions off of the fact that, okay, if you don't take this show, how are we going to pay our rent this month? Instead of, okay, maybe we shouldn't take this show because it's not the best look for you as an artist. Where it's like, okay, your brand might be more valuable if you don't do these shows and you don't dumb yourself down to do these shows and we'll wait for the the bigger ones or we'll wait for a bigger endorsement to come in. Yeah. So it's partially that and then it's partially the management where it's like I had no control over if I wanted certain music that I felt represented me more and not making me out to be a Justin Timberlake. Carbon copy, yeah. Yeah. The manager was just in Diddy's back pocket and he wasn't willing to go to back. So he's nudging that. you in that direction that yeah, I was the already studio being... wanted or, the, or he wanted. Oh, yeah, yep. exactly. So, and you touched on that. So I guess I'll follow up to that. So you have, you now have the studio, right? The Loft Studio, or Loft Sound Studio, excuse me. You started that with your friend Matt. And now you're looking and giving advice to young artists that like were in your same situation when you're bigger 
like early artists that you worked with, and now she's big as Madison Beer. So if, let me ask you a different way. You said there's some things you would change. If today, a young Donald Joseph Klang walked <laughs> in the door. Full government. Full go in the door, right? How, what would you tell him? Like, how would you advise him with his career? If your younger version walked in the door today. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. We've thrown that out a million times, especially. So me and Matt that I own my business with, we grew up singing in our groups back in the day. That's like my whole life. I feel like making the band was meant to be. It was like, I loved groups. I loved harmonies. I loved singing with mm -hmm. people. It's like, that's what we grew up on. He, that's what I grew up on. Drew Hill, Boys to Men. So we say it all the time. Like if we had today's access to technology and social media, we already did it. We put one TikTok up with our old group. It got a million views. And wow. it was just, it was nothing. It was just us getting back together after not having seen each other in 10 years. And Crazy. I saw we, that sang, we sang our song that we used to sing together, acapella. We still did it. We just heard the notes. That It's like muscle memory, thinking mm -hmm. back to like when we used to do it. We sounded the same and we posted it. It was all real, raw, organic, no auto-tune or anything. And it's just like, I don't know. I think that would be one of the one of the things. This is what I basically do. That is like, yeah. that is what I do. It's like, I see the young Donald Joseph Klang that had that dream <laughs> in his bedroom of getting him and his mom out of the situation that they were in. Mm. Or I don't know. I see that. That's what keeps me going at this point. Cause obviously I'm older. I have two kids. I'm in a different place men mentally now. Yeah. Yeah. But I see that. And it's almost naive, but I see that vision and that dream and that passion inside some of these younger artists that I work with. And that's what keeps me going. It's like reminds me of that kid that used to come in. So I give them this advice every day. I'm like, I just say, you have to obviously be on top of the trends and you can't ignore social media. It's the elephant in the room that you have yeah. to, you have to. Yeah. One more question before I give it back to these guys. I'm sorry for monopolizing, but that does that is, so you have a tattoo on your forearm. Things are going to get easier. Right. Yeah. And that's a quote from a song, right? Yep. The five to five star stair steps. Ironically, that's the, that's what I call HLS and social Jew when I'm stopping on them when I'm, we're doing these. Lists. Oh, my God. Ooh, even a question here? Gonna, What's going no, no, but, right now? But is that why is that why you have that tattoo? Because people get tattoos because they mean something to them. Or for the most part, is that I noticed that is that the reason yeah. why you got that tattoo? It's, it's you... partially it's partially music, obviously. And then mm -hmm. it's partially this was me and my mom's song growing up. So she actually ended up, she did it after me, but she got Ooh Child tattooed uh, on, there you go. on her. Nice. Yeah. So it's, and it's true. I don't know. It's just, it's a nice reminder of like the good old days and playing cassette tapes back in Brooklyn and cassette tapes. People yeah. don't know what that, that is anymore. No, no. <laughs> it's decor on our studio walls now. That's what it is. <laughs> They, they don't know how it feels when your tape pops and you start crying because they got my favorite tape. And uh, that's when you get the scotch tape and try to tape it back yeah, together. Yeah, do surgery. It, get that pencil I, I and wheel it back tapes. together. Yeah. Uh, I lost so, tapes. And then you try to salvage them and you make it worse. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about groups and loving being in groups. And I know that when I told people that you were coming on the show, their question was like, does he still keep in touch with the other groups, Danny D. Kane and Day 26? So do you still keep in touch with those people from the making the band days? Yeah, so I'm in touch with all of them. I'm even in touch with, like I said, that was like our college. So I'm in touch with even the guys that didn't make the group. We have a big group chat with Day 26 and a bunch of those guys. It's like, we all stay in touch. Willie, obviously has done a bunch of stuff to keep himself relevant. I've always stayed in touch with him through the years. We've even done some like business stuff through the years and Aubrey. So one thing that happened two years ago is we had a girl we were developing. We helped her get onto the voice and then she ended up on team Ariana, mm. but we gave okay. her, we helped her work out a rendition of damage by Danity Kane. 
Okay. And okay. These kids, they kind of know the song, but they don't really know it. And now it's getting to the point where it's like, I don't know how old you guys are, but for me, it's I go back to like oh one oh two, and you're talking about a song that was from eighty seven, eighty eight. <laughs> when we talk about the same relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the same age group. We're in the same age yeah. group. Yeah, so it's it. like that's what the song is for them this is yeah. what she's thinking of this song as like how we think of a song from the 80s and i'm like yeah. no it's not that it's not that old yes. so, <laughs> who's that otis otis redding is that? <laughs> <laughs> so we helped her like kind of make a new rendition of that and then the show nice. aired and then all of the danny can girls were reaching out like oh we saw you work with that girl like that's super cool we nice. had a touch with aubrey who is all over the planet. I'm not sure where yeah. she actually lives. I think she lives yeah. in Bali, maybe. Oh, wow. Wow. She, she reached out and they ended up, they did a version of it together, but I don't know if they ever put it out online, but they're all so cool. So that, that's family. That's, dope. that's nice. That's, that's nice. That's dope. Yeah. So Donnie, we're going to transition to the next part of the show. So Logical Genius, please go ahead and tell Donnie what is the next segment? All right, Mr. Klein, we've had some fun so far, but we're going to have a lot of fun now. The next part of our show is the debate part, right? So what we're going to do, HLS, so Juve, myself, we're going to present to you a list of the top five topic of the day. I don't want to reveal it yet. I'll let HLS do that. And you, we need you to decide which of us has the best list. That's it. HLS, what is the topic for today? So the topic of the day is the ultimate girl band, the ultimate girl R&B band. With your vast experience in the music industry, you know how to decide. So any criteria that you decide, it's up to you. You might like the fact that someone has Danny Kane on their <laughs> list. Oh, my goodness. Don't fall for it. You might like the fact that the people that are on the list in their prime were those people. You might like the fact that the list that is put together is Avengers level type of list. Like, <laughs> can't deny it. Whatever criteria you decide, it's up to you. This is exciting. Now, your first job as judge is you get to decide who goes first. Out of the three of you? Out of the three yeah. of us. Oh, man. Shit. <laughs> I don't know if you can curse on here, but yeah, yes, you, can. you can feel at home, Donnie. Go the fuck ahead. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you're struggling with who goes first. I don't know how you're going to pick the list. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'll go here with it. Just logical genius goes first. All right, here we go. Here we go. Donnie, again, thank you for being on the show. So here's my list. We're building a super team, right? Again, Avengers level team. So it has to make sense. So the star of my team, I'm going to, I'm, this is going to be the anchor of my team. I'm going to start with Tony Braxton. Wow. Reason why I'm starting with Tony Braxton is because she has that voice, right? She has that contralto voice, right? It's dark, it's heavy, it's moody. So I think you need that type of voice to hold it down. Like in every group, whether it's male or female, you need that deep tone on your team. So I'm going to start off with Tony. At number five, I'm going to bring in someone who is sweet has a sweet voice, an innocent voice, mezzo-soprano, right? Who has a pure voice. I'm going to bring in Maya, who I have a major crush on. Maybe that's why I want to bring her in. But Maya... That's exactly why you want to bring her in. Her, Maya's voice is so pure, so innocent. In every group, you have to have that young person, right? That innocent voice, that, that Nick Cannon, Nick Carter, the Justin Timberlake type of voice where they're very innocent. So Maya would be my number four. And number three, I got the bad girl, the attitude, the swag. I got Rihanna. I got Rihanna because she has that distinct voice. She has that Caribbean flair, and she has that bad girl attitude. At number two, I think this is my powerhouse, right? My powerhouse voice. I'm going to go with Beyonce at number two. Beyonce is number two. She has, she's also another mezzo-soprano, the loratura, whatever that's called. Her voice is fluid, has dexterity. She can switch from some opera to country to gospel. And again, she's a powerhouse. So she's like my Iron Man, but she's like the main lead. But with that, with every group, 
you can't just have because you have to have a next the next person push that that number one right to get them and keep them on their a game so at number one i have the one and only alicia keats i have her because her voice is rich again she has a nice low register and she is she would be like the soul of that team right the heart and soul of that team because of how smooth she is and she is they all are great songwriters but she to me is probably the best out of the five right so she can come hits at different levels from pop r&b different styles and can mesh well and all of these women have at one point had duets that have been in groups and sang with each other because like you mentioned earlier you have to be able to harmonize right you have to have the vibe which it has to it can't be forced it has to feel natural and they have to sound good together. And at one point in time, these ladies have had songs, whether it's duets or in groups with other artists, whether it's male, female, and have blended their voices well with a variety of different artists. Artists. So to me, that is my Avengers level team, Donnie. Tony Braxton, Maya, Rihanna, and Alicia Keys. And to me, that is the top five R&B women's group fantasy draft, whatever you want to call it. That's my team. That's the squad I'm going with. Okay. Well, Donnie, who do you want to go next? Say you, just you. I feel like you're excited. <laughs> he to say so you <laughs> Here we go, Donnie. We're talking world-class. World-class talent. We talked about it a little bit before, social media. You have to have your hands in, in, in everything to be a star these days, right? You need everything so my female group has it all in no particular order we start at number five shakira why am i picking shakira she's latin you have that international swag not only that in her personal life outside of her singing talents outside of her looks outside of her body she's a humanitarian she does philanthropy so not only do you have like her singing, people love her. People love her as a person. People just want to be around Shakira because she does great things. And she's a looker. Number four, you need a team player. You need someone who can hold their note and a team player. Because we're talking about a girl group, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Wow. Why'd I pick her? There was a performance on 106 in Park where Michelle was coming out and busted her ass. <laughs> you remember that? Yep. And then she got up and she continued. She didn't make a stick of it. Nobody, well, people cared, but she was the player. She didn't be like, hey, girls, you dancing without me? No, she got her ass up and kept stepping. Kept show stepping. must go on. The show, show must, must go, go on. on. You, go need, on. you need a team player. You know what else you need, Donnie? You need a little wild child. You need a little something to, to stir things up. Beautiful voice. Pink. Pink. <laughs> Pink, could, Pink could sing from a chandelier. She could sing from an acrobat doing flips. <laughs> she has a great voice. She's a little rough around the edges. She's, she's like the Bobby Brown in a way of New Edition. She's like the little rough one, but she could sing. She could hold the note. So you need that. You also need a couple of Caucasians because you want you want to appeal to everybody. You want to appeal to everybody. Number two, Marsha Ambrosius. Again, I'm talking about world class. Someone from across the pond. She's a writer. She's a singer. She's a pianist. She wrote for Michael Jackson. She wrote for Tyrese. She wrote for Alicia Keys. So you have the Latin star. You have the European star. You have American stars. You got it all. And the other person on my list, Donnie, you got Candy Burris from Escape. Wow. Let me tell you why I picked her. Not only can she sing, she's written for other artists as well. And let's talk about merchandising, Donnie. Let's talk about merchandising. She has her own line of sex toys. <laughs> so let me tell you why that's important. <laughs> so you have, you have everything. You have philanthropists on one side, part of the group. And you have people, hey, listen, you want to be in Candy? Yeah, you could buy this toy. It's all candy. <laughs> it's all candy. So you oh have marketing. Goodness. You have international group. You have writers. You have penis. You have singers. And that is my top five of the ultimate. Not only that, I didn't even tell you this part. They're all in the same age group. 
They're all team players. They've all been with other artists, so they know how to work as a team. There's no ego. All of them know because they've been in groups before. That's important. And that's my five cents. I'm the ultimate oh, R&B boy. group. Donnie, question. You ever been in class and you had that one student just didn't follow the assignment? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's our boy, HLS. We love him. <laughs> when, when you hear the other list, you'll see why mine is the best. So, you so see, you're Donnie up. had to take a drink after that. He was like, oh, this list right here, let me take a drink real quick. <laughs> Well, Dottie, I'm glad you're still with us. I don't know if you're sober anymore after the other <laughs> list that you just listened to. But here's my five right okay. here. So at number five, you got H-E-R, her. Super talented and is nasty with the guitar and she spits bars. So you got the singing and you got the rapping in there with her. This is all setting to the background. We need multifaceted people. So we have Alicia Keys at number four. So while her is on the guitar, Alicia Keys is on that piano. So you see how we're setting the sound with our group here, because we got to have a sound, we got to have a vibe. Now, my bad girl is going to be Keisha Cole, because that's a bad girl right there. Keisha Cole can blow, and she has worked with the best of them. Number two. I have Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is star power right there. She not only is part of the tribe of Nick Cannon, she is also <laughs> she is <laughs> also going on to write, produce with the best of them. Y'all got to know about Mariah Carey. And number one, and I can't believe these guys left her off the list. This is the only person on this planet that we can say has actually gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with Michael Jackson. And that's Janet Jackson. That right there, her dance moves, you got Janet, you got Mariah, you got Keisha, you got Alicia, and you got her. Now that is a concert I want to go see. So that's my five cents on the topic, Donnie. What's gonna happen next is we're gonna do a little bit of cross-examination. We're gonna pick at each other's list. You have the opportunity to ask questions as you deliberate, Who's in third and who's in first? So logical genius, go ahead and kick us off with the cross-examination. All right, Donnie, let me start with HLS. Your Honor. Please do. Please do. So I joked about it, I alluded to it, but your lists, and this is where Donnie, maybe this is where we need your expertise, right? Are the people on your list R&B? That's my question. That's what I would question, right? It's a good like if I had a UN group to represent the UN, that's a great group of ladies to have. But I don't know, Pink <laughs> is more pop to me, rocker, alternative. Shakira is a Latin, Shakira, Shakira. Like Michelle Williams, okay. Marsha Ambrosia. But I feel like you didn't really meet the assignment of putting together an R&B. I mean, an R&B. If you just said group of singers or women, may, maybe that would work, but... I don't know. I don't think this is an R&B group. See? Now, here's where you're wrong. If you know music like I know music, like oh, Donnie boy. and I know music, <laughs> oh, Pink, actually, Pink actually started as an R&B artist. She was in a girl group before, and then L.A. Reid said, hey, listen, either going solo with me or you're not going anywhere. So her first couple mm -hmm. of records, her first album was actually an R&B album, right? And then she said, you know what? That's not really me. But Pink can sing R&B. She could sing it. She has that kind of talent. And Shakira, did you not see that duet with her and Beyonce, Beautiful Liar? Oh, my God. She killed that song. Shakira can sing R&B. Why are you trying to limit that her That was R&B? That wasn't a Beautiful. pop song? What is R&B? You tell what, me, Donnie. R&B ask... is popular music. Let's ask the judge. R&B is not expert. popular music. Pop is popular music. Rhythm no. and blues is R&B. The Honorable Donnie Klang, can you explain to us what you... That's always a big question, like categorization of an artist, right? Because I always found it a little crazy, like who's pop, who's country, whatever. How can you explain that for us? Yeah, an R&B is... R&B is defined by, I feel like, the feeling that it gives you. So it's a little deeper than even just pop. Like pop is cool because you like it for a minute. R&B is like, you're going to love it forever. That's like, R&B is... And are you guys, are you guys telling me you don't like that video, Beautiful Liar, forever? 
Are you telling me that? You're talking about videos. We're talking about singing and making that music. That song was fire. Anyway, so, 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 Juve, I have a question for you. Yes. I think your list is destroyed by one person. Who? Just Mariah, one? Mariah Carey. Because oh, you are going to have a Bobby Brown situation, right? And you will not get past what? one song because she is super divish, diva-ish, and she's just going to demand too much attention, and the other people are just going to be tired of her. Alicia Keys is going to walk out. Janet's going to be like, I'm done with you. Her is going to be like, what? And then Mariah is just going to destroy your band. Drop. There is a leader, always a leader in a group. She is, it's not just her vocals. Because who else hits that key that Busta Rhymes be asking for, right? When they did their duet together. But she's written songs for Whitney Houston, Ariana Grande, and Jennifer Lopez. So she has gone through the range. This is outside of just what she has done. Which you got an individual, both, but you got honey, I don't know. You got butterflies? Are you kidding me? She's going to disrupt the biggest thing of a group. You got to have that synergy. I don't know if she's going to have good synergy. So the harmonies might be there, but I don't know. I think the vibe of your group might be all messed up with Mariah. A great singer. I love her. One of my favorite singers, but that's what I think. There's no gelling in your group. And you have her who's what? In her 20s? And you have Janet Jackson who's in her 50s? And you think they're <laughs> going to be a great group? <laughs> what? Hey, I, these are people in my list. These are people that are in their prime. So I'm not yeah, being everyone's in their prime. We're taking everyone I'm in their not, prime. Yeah. I'm not putting a discrimination on people. I'm talking about <laughs> these people in their prime is where it is. So, so, let me so, oh, oh, so you're you, not done yet? Go ahead. Oh, no, I got no, I'm not done yet. Oh, please, please bring it because I'm ready for it. So you think <laughs> Mariah Carey in her prime, in her prime, Janet Jackson in her prime is going to merge and mesh well with her in her prime? Yeah, clashing yes. heads. Clashing heads. Yes. And Mariah Carey by herself smokes your whole list. By herself, she smokes your whole list. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a group. We're talking about a group yeah, who are sure, supposed to sure. gel together. Gel for together. Sure. And, and, and you're, you're right. Mariah Carey would be like, you know what, girls? I got it. You don't, I don't need you here. I got it. I'll be here by myself. Good point. Let me talk about your list, HLS. Please bring it. Because my list is amazing. No, Shakira <laughs> is garbage. For you to put out there that she is a humanitarian. After she, she just broke up, after she Tact just evasion. broke up with Tact her boyfriend evasion. and put up a witchcraft voodoo thing, <laughs> while bumping, what? what? You talking about the craziness of jelly in my club? Listen, her, Please, her, Shakira don't get no play. There's gonna be voodoo dolls in everybody's locker. I don't her, want to hear that, HLS. Her religious beliefs is not part of the criteria. What? Right? It's not part jelly. of the criteria. Listen. I'm, t I'm telling you facts. It, it, isn't she being charged with tax evasion? She's going to get your whole group bankrupt or something like that. Like, you're going to be dodging the law or something like that. Who knows? And Listen. I can't believe you talking chemistry and you put Rihanna and Beyonce on the same squad, Logical Genius. You hey. saw the big stink that was brought up just by Stephen A. Smith saying, well, she is no Beyonce. Did you see the big stink? And you're going to put them in the same group? Is there yeah. enough microphone for the both of them? Yes, I think, yes. Yes, they've harmonized with other artists. Beyonce was a former member of the group. She has the experience. And oh. Beyonce is my lead. They, she has the experience. She can handle Rihanna. Rihanna. And you need that. Rihanna is the bad. You have a bad girl on your team. Rihanna's my bad girl. She has to stir things up. But Beyonce's there to keep her in check. Oh, yeah, stir things up with Jay-Z, who founded hey. her, right? If oh, it, yeah, it, and they're going to have all the chemistry in the world. Hey, hmm. If it results in good music, then so be it. it. It's resulting in catastrophe. In both of your lists, both of you guys, both Logical Genius and Social Juve, you guys have women on your list that don't work with well with other women. I don't know how they're going to be a group. Who? Both, of, both yeah. of you guys have ego solo stars on your list. Who? Rihanna? Okay, Beyonce? she's worked with other people. She's been in the group. What what group was Rihanna in? No, you said Beyonce. Beyonce was in the group. That's his child. I, no, yeah, you said Rihanna was in a group. What group was Rihanna? No, I in? said she's worked with other people. She said she's had duets with other people. She sang with other du people. Duet is not the same thing as working okay. continuously. It's in about group. that music. It's about both harmonizing of you guys have too many egos. Harmonies. I have a bunch of team players. Anyway, Donnie. What questions do you have? It's, Your Honor, we apologize for the banter. We got a little lost, <laughs> but you are the judge. I'm you get not to lost. dissect. I'm very clear with my you list. get to you get to ask your questions and dissect a little more if you want to. So please go if ahead. If you want to, or maybe you already made your decision. Maybe you already no, know so who's number one. <laughs> my first my first question is 
because I, I think I was maybe researching while you guys said the answer to this is, do you, is the artist is in their prime? We're not looking at their current ages. We're strictly looking at the artists in their prime. You know, you're the judge. It is completely up it's to you. It's your criteria. You can but take it I how am, you want. I present to my list as these are these ladies in their prime. Okay. So the next thing is, I'll just go through the list and I'll say my experiences with certain people on mm. these on the list. Oof, okay. Ooh. We're going behind the scenes with it right yeah. now, people. Uh, I'll go, the true Hollywood story. Remember that? <laughs> I'll go Beyonce first because I have a couple encounters with Beyonce. Number one is Matt, who you guys mentioned is my business partner with The Loft. Me and Matt sang in, in our group, and we were probably 15, 16 years old. And now we're going back to before the days of social media. We had to go in public and sing for people to try to get fans. Mm -hmm. So we went, we would just like research concerts, local, small, little concerts. So there was a, a in-store CD signing by this little girl group. They were called, and they were at a, a local mall. We went, we were singing in the crowd, we stole the whole audience, and then Matthew Knowles comes out, and he's uh -oh. like, what are you guys doing? You can't be doing this. You just stole the whole show. His, mm. That girl group came out to perform, and none of the fans were paying attention. So this is Ooh. like, this is my sixth degree of separation from Beyonce. Matthew Knowles pulls us backstage. The next morning, we're in Sony with our parents, and we got we were signed to Matthew Knowles for about two oh, wow. years. Wow. Oh, wow. Look at that. So at that time, Beyonce was leaving Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. Solange was trying to come out, and, Matt, and Matthew Knowles, it was like, it was probably the worst person to be signed to mm. as an upcoming <laughs> artist. My second experience, my second encounter with Beyonce was when I was running around with Puff. We were in, so this was like, you can't even make this up. This is one of the craziest stories I have. So we, <laughs> we're here for it, Donnie. We're here for it. I'm, yeah. I'm at who is now my wife, who is sleeping upstairs with our two babies. <laughs> at the time, she was my girlfriend. I was at her block party. And we were just drinking, playing beer pong, and having a good time. And it was a day where I thought I was, this is back when I was doing everything. I was signed yeah. to Puff. Mm -hmm. And it was a day where I thought I was off. So I'm just letting loose and having fun. And I get a call from Puff and he's like, oh, I want you to come to the city. I'm having a dinner tonight. And I think it's a group of people that you would, I want you at the table with. So I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm going to send the car. So car comes, three sheets to the wind already. This is like, <laughs> we were already drinking all day. And I get to the city. It's probably like 6, 7 p.m. And I go, we show up to this little Chinese food place. And I'm like, this is where like Puff goes. This is like Diddy. This is his <laughs> So we walk in, we walk through the little table area. We walk past the counter, past the kitchen. And there's a little staircase. We go upstairs and I get up to this room that's candle lit. And it looks like, I don't know. But if Illuminati is real, this might be it. We're in this room. So I sit down at a table and it's Jay-Z, Beyonce, who's wearing wow. a baseball cap with a ponytail. And then Puff sits me down. Stargate. Stargate is one of the big producers back then. He produced So Sick by Neo. He was mm -hmm. like big back in the late 2000s. And I sit at this table. I'm like, hey, guys. And keep in mind, I'm now pounding waters on the way to the city from Long Island. Yeah. But I had already been drinking all day. I'm like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and we get to this point in the dinner and Jay-Z's like, yo, are you looking at my girl? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's he's like, I just saw you staring at Beyonce. I'm like, yeah, it's Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody was super cool. So I was like, that's so that's my experience with Beyonce. Tony Braxton, my experience with her is actually through her sister and her sister's ex-husband. So and now this brings me to my experience with girl groups. I put together a group back in 2014. We called them the Janes. 
and they had a gigantic record deal on the table from Sony. And the deal was through a guy named Vincent Herbert, who Mm. he found, he founded um, Lady Gaga. He's basically the orchestrator that put Lady Gaga with Akon, made that first hit happen. And he was responsible for her career. Okay. So Vincent Herbert was married to Tamar Braxton. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. They lived in Calabasas. They lived out in Hollywood. What happened was that was my pet project. That was, if it was my Danity Kane or my Destiny's Child, like that was the Janes. Mm -hmm. And we did it from about 2014 to 2018. And now this is around 2015, 2016. We were dealing with Vincent Herbert, who is basically Tony Braxton's brother-in-law. So he, they had at the time the Tamar and Vince show. I don't know if you guys remember that show. It was, yeah, it was a reality yeah. show about their lives. Tamar Braxton was on The View, I think, at that time. I think she was yeah. on Dancing with the Stars. And Vincent Herbert was the guy behind all those shows. He was like partially funding those shows. He was, mm. When you fund the shows, you're called a producer of producer. the show. So it's, mm-hmm. So he was the producer of a bunch of those shows. So he was like, I want to get them on. He's like, this is it. This is like making the band part two. We're going to tie their story in with your story, in with my story. And this was it. So we were flown back and forth. He paid for everything back and forth to L.A. And Tamar Braxton hated the girls. My girlfriend liked them because she knew them. But if you look at them on photos, it was like, okay, what is my man doing around these five girls? Like, that's what it was like. Mm, okay, so for okay. Tamar, that's what it was. And they ended up getting divorced. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. A year into this whole relationship that was happening. But my Wait, dealing so Tony, with Are you Tony, taking the blame for that divorce? Are you? Are you? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. I plead the fifth. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was not me. Tony, in all of the little short meetings we had with her, she was one of the sweetest celebrities I ever met. She was just so humble, down to earth. We'll move down the list. Escape is one of one of my faves. So yeah, then we get down here with like, so Mariah, I think she's a tough fit. I think she's a tough fit. I think on paper. Synergy. I think it looks good on paper, but I just think Mariah is a tough fit in a group whether it's now or back in her prime mm. Mm. and i think some stuff came out like whatever that happened a couple years ago at new year's eve where i remember that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think it's like she's just kind of done mm. so back in the 90s like that was one song always be my baby it was like of course. i had my headphones on and the yep. cd on repeat yep. repeat yep. nonstop. Yep. 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 i think there's a few people everybody was missing Mm. that's fair but i want you guys to delegate a little more because i'm curious to see who would fit possibly with the group that i was thinking of and then maybe we could figure that out but for now we need to settle this debate of the three lists you've heard who would you give third place to which list is the third place list it's the worst one donnie the worst one Remember, Jay Z almost beat you up. Tony <laughs> Braxton's sister, you done broke up a whole marriage. That's some bad feelings over that list right there. That's all I heard. Yeah, but, but, but Tony Braxton was a sweetheart to him and all love. <laughs> Damn, this is tough. You never said it's going to be easy. You know what's tough about this is. And don't worry about hurting feelings because yeah. our feelings get hurt all the time. We got thick skin. So, HLS's group, to me, I feel like. It's another one of those on paper, it looks good. But is it the ultimate R&B group? Great question. question. Are you paying then, 100 but something then, bucks but for that? But then we have Mariah and Janet. Those two stand out to me as like viruses in a group. Donnie. I just think they're... I Who are you paying cool. money to see? Which show would you pay money to see? That's all I'm going to ask you. Hey, all right. And then so, make your decision. That's it's all I'm decision say. time, Daddy. We need to place. Artists, Let's think, go. Think, think of place. it this way. Artist development, right? If you're creating a girl group, you want it to be international stars. International stars. And, and you, you want to be... give Donnie Klang advice about artist development? What's going no, on? I feel like he's disrespecting <laughs> him like that. I, I listen, feel like he is. If you guys let me finish. You are a line stepper for real. <laughs> <laughs> International, you want world tour status. You have 
These guys don't have people from all walks of life. They don't have people from all walks of the world in different pockets. I covered merch. I covered <laughs> international. Oh, get out of here. You have talent. pop stars. You don't even have from an all R&B What do you even follow the assignment? From, uh, get out of here. You even follow the assignment. From penis to actual penises. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it covers all bases, Donnie. All bases. All right, all right, Donnie. We're gonna need that third place from you. Let's yeah. go. We don't hurt any. Don't worry about hurting any feelings. HLS, I'm sorry, bro. Ooh, wow, but Donnie. Wow. HLS, you tore up your list, and guess what I'm doing? I'm picking up the pieces. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Wow. I'm surprised. Oof. No, you shouldn't be surprised. What are you talking about? Come on. Come on. All right. So Donnie. I just feel like we're if we're putting together ultimate R and B group, it's like it I make see the cut. where you're going where you're going for it on paper. But we're putting in people like Michelle Williams that were pieces of a puzzle that she was the piece a piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. She wasn't mm -hmm. probably the ultimate piece of the puzzle. You need a team player. Yeah, I I hundred percent. All right, that. third place goes to HLS. All right, Donnie, this is Who's the biggest one? decision Who's of the night. Are you going to go see? Who That's has the best know. list? Who has the best list? Number one, number one group. Whose concert are you going to go see, Donnie? Hmm. Damn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Damn man. I think I gotta go with logical genius. Let's so it's it's move. it's just it's hitting me because of now you're taking Beyonce back from she was in one of the best girl groups of all time. And maybe she came through this wave and like it could even be whether it's back then or now, mm -hmm. this could be a great business move for her to be oh, that yeah. would be one of the biggest things. Beyonce rejoins a girl group. Yeah, she has the experience. So you talk about from a business standpoint. Thank you, Donnie. You made the most logical choice. Alicia, I appreciate Alicia Keys, that. Alicia Keys was in both groups. So that kind of cancels that out. I think with Rihanna, first of all, Maya. Uh, Thank you. One of my faves of all <laughs> Thank time. You. Thank you. I think I wrote a letter to her back in seventh grade. <laughs> I still have my direct my DMs with her from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's the connection with Tony Braxton. I had to go. I had to go with that. That voice. No one on the other list has that voice like Tony does. I don't. Very unique. Very unique. Don, you made the best choice. You made the most logical choice. I ain't mad at that. So, Donnie, who would be in your group? So I had a couple members that I was definite on, and I'm surprised you guys didn't bring any of them up. So Brandy is my favorite singer of all time. Yo, Brandy was on my Brandy yeah. was on my sub list. She yeah. was. If somebody hurt their ankle, like Brandy would have made it, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so Brandy to me, and then especially if you go off of just vocal, but like especially studio vocals, mm -hmm. that's just yeah. clean. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then with Brandy, I had Monica just because it's yeah. those are two of my favorite singers. And okay. they were almost tied together, but not in a group. So now it's like you have two people that kind of make sense together already. Already, yeah. Yeah. Donna, let me interject really quick. Yeah. Brandy and Monica, Angel of Mine or Angel in Disguise? Which which song is the better song? Oh, God. So I Ooh. like Brandy better, but, but Angel of Mine... Yeah, really? Angel Mine is okay. Mine is, it's, it's tough. Okay, okay. It's tough. Oh, that Angel in Disguise, though. I Ooh. like that one, too. I like that one, too. You guys, this has been the hardest interview of all time for me. <laughs> hey, Donnie, man, we got to let the people know. It's hard. That, these are tough questions. Right, so, so you got then, Brandy and Monica. Who you got up next? Brandy and Monica. So now is where I get into my hairy territory that I wasn't even really sold yet. So I wanted to hear where you guys were, but I put, I put JoJo. Ooh. Because mm. if we're playing into, we need That's a Caucasian a nice in the group. We need a Caucasian. That's yeah. an R and B Caucasian man. What That's a nice sleeper. Like, yeah. what? But be believable R and B. Like she's <laughs> yeah. Nice sleeper. Nice sleeper. There you go. Yeah. Nice sleeper. Pick. Jojo is a good one. Jojo is a good one. After there, I'm definitely not sold on who I had. I have even more than what the five were. I had Deborah Cox. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had I had T Boz from TLC. Oh, really? Yeah. If, yeah. If we needed really? somebody to hold down that tone down in like. Where you're talking about that Tony Braxton area. The lower register, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I wrote Tori Kelly if we needed to fill demographics. No, that's another one. <laughs> that's another okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. It's tough. It's, it's tough. hard. It's tough. Yeah. And then especially because then I wasn't sure if we're talking about like, like if you've seen Monica lately, she looks exactly what it's... she looked like 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's yeah. aging like fine wine. So yeah. I wasn't sure if we were also talking about current today. And then we put this group together and they got established fan bases. Mm -hmm. And see and the beauty of the show. Like it's really yeah. up to up the to judge. You. Yeah, and that's actually what we were talking about before you came on the show. I don't know how this is going to go because I don't know what Donnie's criteria is yeah. going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. If we're talking about current, that list that I gave you is not the list I'm going to give you. See, yeah. my right. list would have been the list because all those women are in their no. 40s. Oh, get out of here. Nobody's <laughs> I would, paying, no I would ride paying my maybe list $25 to go see that show. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you, did, did you know? I didn't even tell you guys this. <laughs> Candy has her own burlesque touring burlesque show. I'm she sure did a you show know within this. Of course, and you... you get the merch after the show. You are please. Facebook stalking her so bad right now. Like, don't yeah, worry please. about me and Candy. Don't worry about me and Candy. All right, that's <laughs> yeah. my business. That's People my business. People would have paid two hundred dollars to see my show just to see if Mariah Carey fights with Keisha Cole. That's what would have happened. People would have paid money just to see that. It's about entertainment. People. Oh boy. So, Donnie, if people wanted to catch up with you or follow you or head over to the Loft Studios, how would they get in contact with you? Yeah, so everybody can find me at Donnie Klang. It's at D-O-N-N-I-E-K-L-A-N-G. Our studio is at Loft Sound Studio. It's L-O-F-T Sound Studio. The reason behind that is we started inside a loft, inside a dance studio. Dance studio. Yeah, we, I mean, the story behind the story is this is coming out of 2011 and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And this is something I'm even curious about. And I've never really fully had this conversation with the guys during those couple of years where we had a real low. I don't know how they ended up. I don't know how they were making money. I know mm -hmm. Willie always stayed relevant doing reality shows and stuff, but it was like as quick as our money came. You're talking about, it sounds great here we have big checks coming in but you got to stretch that over a year it's possibly mm -hmm. two years so we ended up for me personally i ended up starting to work with my boy matt who had a construction company and we ended up building out our recording studio in the loft inside a dance studio it's his wife's dance studio so we got she gave us a lot of wiggle room on our rent when we were first starting and and it just kind of turned into obviously the business it is today but um so yeah you can find us at loft sound studio at donnie clang we have a crazy story between everything we've been through everything i've been through obviously everything that i've been through from artist development to the business side that's everything i inject into the artists i work with that's like i tell it all that's like Whatever you want to hear from the good, the bad, the ugly. I tell all my artists I'm working with, that's pro that's part of the development process is kind of opening their eyes to what the business could be and what it is and what it might be for them and just make sure they have a full grasp on it. And then even the other side of it is the financial side. It's like, I didn't come from well-off parents or anything. So it's, I had no idea what I was doing when money was coming in, when I didn't have money, what I should have did differently, especially going back then with the housing and the whole, the crash, the crash in 2008. And then, you had to grow up so fast. I, ne I never mm -hmm. had that. I had to learn it all myself over these past 12, 15 years. So it's, yeah. there's like even deeper than artist development that I give some of these artists that I'm working with. That's dope. Yeah, so yeah, you can find me at Donnie Clang or at Loft Sound Studio on all social medias. All right, so make sure that you follow people. Please make sure you follow. And if you like this episode, please go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps us with getting guests kind of like Donnie Clang because he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Not kind of, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so Donnie, although your decision-making is quite questionable, I want to thank you. <laughs> coming to the show. You were an excellent guest. I'm going to go ahead and say goodnight to the people. People, you know, it's one of those moments where it is what it is. And <laughs> I'm going to come back next time better and stronger. HLS, go ahead and say goodnight to the people.
HLS is leaving the building. I know I'm the fan favorite. Didn't get him this time. Donnie, yeah. I, th- I, I, th- I thought we were here. I thought we were here. I'll have to have you back to judge something else. You give me the respect I deserve. <laughs> and logical genius and our champion for mm-hmm. this week. Say it right. Listen, baby, let me hold you. Baby, let me show you. I can do it better, baby, like he was supposed to. <laughs> Actually, I did it better. I did it better than Sosu. I did it better than HLS. The logical champion is here. Thank you, Donnie, for picking me, but it was the obvious choice. And thank you for being on the show. <laughs> and Donnie Klang, please say goodnight to the people. Hey, everybody that was tuned in. Thank you, guys. That's a blast from the past for some of you that probably haven't seen me or even thought about making the band in 15 years. This was a very fun time to the three of you guys. This was awesome. This was a very fun night for me, too. I would love to come back with you guys again when you get another topic that kind of makes sense. Please let me know. We would love to have you back. Of course. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys.